when you watch a bad movie, it's not always technically bad, right? Like a lot of the times the acting can be good, like the cinematography might be pretty, but like if if it feels empty like it's just not like like sometimes things just feel off and you you almost can't put your finger on what it is but like i i think for me a lot of the times i've realized it's because i feel like they don't know what they're trying to say with the movie and they or or they just don't have anything to say um that that actually means anything I don't know why I'm like a sucker for like any like passionate running scene, but that's like hyper specific. <laughs> um, but no, we're, I think we're anything do a film that's... with you doing a, a passionate running scene. I hope so. <laughs> that's that's my dream. I'll get very winded. Well, I'll right get to right test the, the gimbal finally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. True, yeah. You want to do that? <laughs> but I yeah, I I love films that I I would define as intimate without like very much intimacy like directly involved. I love Phantom Thread because it feels like a very sensual movie, but there's like no sex in it. Um, And I think that speaks volumes on like PTA's writing and um, the acting and like various performances brought about from that film. So I I love films that don't have to very directly show you something for you to feel that like sensual or like intimate um, connection. All right, we are back. Take fifteen, no, take take seventeen B, with uh, Lisa. How do you pronounce your middle name? Oh, Karandang. Uh, how do you pronounce? Um, Karandang. Karan. Uh, yeah, I'm like, so sorry. No, 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 I'm butchering it. It's Karandang. Karandang. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lisa Karandang. Oh no! <laughs> you got it. You got Lisa it. Karandang. Is that it? Yeah, Sweeney. Sweeney. Okay. <laughs> And then Michael Flynn. <laughs> the cancellation is incoming. Sorry. <laughs> so this is where this is where it gets real. It, it's a sincere attempt. Honestly, that's what matters most. I I know a lot of people like who will say like Tagalog things like really like with no effort. Honestly, so I really admire people who like ask how to say it correctly and try. Yeah, yeah it, it isn't. It isn't it, it, how do you pronounce it? Tagalog or t- Tagalog or oh, Tagalog? T- 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 oh, Tagalog. T- t- Tagalog. Tagalog. Yeah, isn't that one of the most prevalent languages in in uh, the Philippines? Or mm-hmm. okay, yeah, it's the biggest like dialect. Let's okay, say. it's yeah, it's the most high or popularly spoken language. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I had I have like a friend pen pal like the, from there that I like talked to a bunch over the years and. And uh, like I just have just like a a a little bit of like a, a knowledge, I don't not a knowledge. I would say like I've I have little facts in here here and there, oh, but that's uh, awesome. yeah. So uh, like well, yeah, actually, yeah, actually, that we you want to get into that like or like what like like I forget if you mentioned you did you if you're if you're cool with to bring anything up, like you. Uh, grew up partially there and you kind of grew up between there and the u.s is that was that how how it was um well i I grew up outside of like philadelphia okay um but i spent a couple summers like in well not whole summers like i'd say before covid i my family and i were starting a streak of going back to the philippines Mm -hmm. and spending some time there and then returning here um but yeah with covid that's not really happening anymore so i haven't been in the philippines and a hot second and i miss it a lot the weather's a lot nicer always <laughs> but um yeah so my mom grew up outside of manila a little bit 
Mm-hmm. And my dad's from like his family has been in Pennsylvania for a while, mm-hmm. I think. Um, <laughs> the U.S. is a big country. I don't. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> but Lots yeah, of mileage to cover. there is there is. So. I, I uh, yes, so many. Pl- I, I I don't even know why this why I'm bringing this up, but it's like I keep getting these these uh, emails from this website for wedding venue, like with people who need wedding videographers, and it's like they're all in Texas, they're all in Houston, hmm. Texas. I don't know why I keep. I don't. I never signed up for anything, and it's. I think it's just a marketing <laughs> tactic. And it's they're trying part, to get you to move to Texas. It's partially <laughs> working because I'm like thinking about going on the website, but I'm not going to mention it because I'm not. I'm not giving you free promotion. Got it. <laughs> dot com i mean uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> leave it out leave it out yeah well <laughs> we, they know you said it but they're not getting they're yeah. not no one's gonna know you said it yeah kathy porter what what it, something i forget what it is somebody emails me it's probably a fake name yeah but it's it i guarantee it, it's an effective marketing tactic because yeah. it's like there i get emails now every day and i'm like why haven't i put this to the spam folder yet and I, i'm like yeah i don't know <laughs> i, I just, know but it's like I, they all like are look it's like Oh my god! All, like if these are legit, this is like thousands of dollars of clients. Like oh my god! Like I need to go to Texas. Fuck this! Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 but I I did some research on the website, uh, like and then somebody somebody was like, oh well, yeah, I got it. I went on there and none of it's like or like I, I'm not getting anything from it or something. Yeah, like, those those spam emails. I hate those. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, how, how do you feel that you've evolved as a person in, or in what you do lately? Uh, that's uh, that's a question mm. I have written here. That's, that's we're gonna or we'll get we'll get into Getting like some of the deep cuts. Yeah. Um, do you mean in a uh, like in it, a, it, it can be in, in a professional? In, or it can like, be professional, or if, if there's something in life you want to talk about, it's up to you. Um, yeah, I think like that, your craft or something. Yeah, anything. I think I've I think over the past like couple of years, I've um, I've definitely matured a lot in the way I think I'm able to like uh, interpret my emotions and like what I want to put into into filmmaking, um, you know, whether symbolically or like something that's happened to me that I actually would write into a movie, um, which doesn't usually happen. It's usually like symbolically. But I think I've I think I've just like become more in tune with um kind of my my own feelings and then and then being able to and having like the maturity to like put that out there because like um i mean we touched on this previously like i think uh people tend to put stuff people put what who they are into like their art and so it's like i put who i am into my art and i'm like honest about that but it's 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 hard and uncomfortable to put that out there and i think i've i've kind of learned to just like deal with it i guess um but yeah i don't know how you feel about that (laughs) so again many loaded questions um i wish i had more to report on i sometimes i think i'm overly self-critical and i worry about that but i will say one thing i'm particularly proud of myself for more recently is engaging in acting i think that's something i've wanted to do for a long time um but i always chose to do like pit um orchestra for like musicals or um stage crew or a lot of other behind well i guess pit isn't behind the scenes but it's Mm -hmm. not acting and that's um something i really wanted to do for a while so 
even if I still have a long way to go, I'm proud I'm becoming more comfortable making myself vulnerable um, to people I've never met while like playing a character and um, just getting in front of a camera and trying to do what I want to do finally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to, I mean, uh, if I were to answer that question, um, I don't know, I guess recently realizing that I need to not be such a perfectionist, like, like in the sense of, I just shot the same film three times. Like, I'm like, mm -hmm. you know what? No, I'm not doing that again. Unless, unless now granted the issue was my gut and everybody's gut reaction was, it's just not good what we made. And I didn't want to put that out. Um, now if I had that happen again, I don't know, like, would I do it? Like, would I reshoot it or would I put it out? You know, it, I feel like it depends on like the level of like how, I don't know how bad it is, I guess. Right. Like, like well, well, some gotta, people liked it, it. The, right, some people but, liked it and they're like, yeah, it's, it uh, seems, you know, like, like some people liked it, but then people who were most honest with me, like my little sister watched both of their first two versions we did. And she's like, Tom, it's just not your best work. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, she's right. She's fucking yeah. right. I mean, I guess like, but at, at a, at a certain level too, it's like, are you, is it, are you unhappy with it? And are you afraid to put it out there because it's actually not good or because like, it's one of those things where you're just like, it's okay. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's like okay. I'm not happy with everything that I did. Well, so it, it was more the whole thing. It, it was a really weird thing. Like I can send it to you after this, yeah. but it's it was the first version. It was it lit it literally was not funny. Mm -hmm. There was jokes throughout it. None of them landed. Maybe one. Yeah. Landed. Yeah. None of them landed, and when i yeah you know, like i shared it with people like when i was editing it um martin scorsese has this quote that he says i think he's a master class or something um he's like if if it, if you're not physically ill by the first cut of your film something's dreadfully wrong yeah he's right i yeah. never experienced that before yeah i always hate the first cut of my films i always hate it and until i edit it and i'm like all right it feels good it's like it feels naked before then yeah but with that film the first time first two times we did it or the first time we did it especially i was convinced that we had gold i was convinced off the offset we got the best thing i've ever done before period it's gonna be great and then as i edited it it got worse and i was like what's going on right now this is not right this is terrible and i, I just remember martin scorsese's quote and i was like yeah he's right he's fucking right like yeah. like i don't what the fuck yeah. like like when you're feeling good about something that's when it's gone it's, it's not gone good wrong. yeah now when you feel bad about now if you feel bad about something it's because it's personal it's because you know you did something that's yeah. that's worth it so that's uh you know and, and now i i'm kind of like i'm just thinking about how do i be more decisive how do i be more not just not just not a perfectionist but like how do i embrace perf imperfection when it's productive how do I be more decisive and how do I, how do I get, how do I make do with less takes? You know, how do I, how do I make, how do I kind of, cause when we did the, the third time, just based on everything I did differently. And I just was, I had more, I, I did things to have my, make sure I had more energy that day. I had rehearsed rigorously, um, for all the characters I, I play, I rehearsed as each character 
and then found how the best might might uh, how I could probably have the actor play the best version of that character. Mm -hmm. And I, I I know how to like say things not to I don't, I don't give them line readings, but I say, you know, do this like I want you to like jump in right here. I don't want you to give any seconds like I don't I don't want you to have a pause or anything. I want you to go right in there or you're saying this you're 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 saying this like like you know kind of depressed like 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 you're you're not saying this cheerful like 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 we, we did before or something or or that you know this is this is the tone of the of this of this character in this scene or this this is the tone of the character throughout it because this character is going to have this tone or, the, or this character is going to this actor is going to be playing it like this this character actor is going to be playing it like themselves kind of because you know if if you put it too much into that character it's going to seem false but my character needs to be a little bit like they need to kind of that they're a control freak so they need to have a little bit of of something um but you're 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 genuine you're genuine and that's what makes it funny especially who who I cast you the actor you who I cast playing that character you can if you if you play it this way you'll make it funny if you play it this way you'll make it funny because if like 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 uh, my friend Madison I told her you know, play it kind of stiff or like you're trying to like keep things upbeat, but like it's funny because things aren't right for her. Like, but, but this character, you know, we don't want him playing it like everybody else because he has nothing to hide. And that's what makes it funny is like the way he's reacting to all of us. So, and that's just like kind of like a generalization of it all, but it's like, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't do the rehearsal, if I didn't do that prep work. And then once I'd done it, um, I had it kind of instinctive, you know, I knew it kind of and on, on a gut level. And then, you know, I, I was told years ago and this is, this is I'll, I'll tie, tie up the, the loose, the closed ends or was it loose? Was it was it? Fuck, I've already forgot the title of the closed scene. No, it's the, the seams. seams. I'll tie up the seams. Never mind. Close I ruined. I, I thought I'd have a reference there. Never mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I, I was, uh, you know, I was taught when I was a kid that like my learning style is tactile i like to like touch things i like to be able to feel that's why i played with legos a lot as a kid i was like you know that's how i became more creative as a kid just playing with things and feeling it and and with filmmaking i like with like the reason why I'm, i like being my own cinematographer now is like i i like to use the camera i like to use the lights i like to move, mess around with stuff when i was a kid i like to play with flashlights a lot <laughs> nothing's changed yeah but it's like i like to to move things around and feel my way through it and kind of see how it interacts with the environment and acting is no different. And I realized that now and I'm like, I used to think, you know, before on the first two versions of the sketch, I was writing, I was reading the script and writing ideas down. No, it doesn't work that way for me. I have to perform it, even if it's not a character I'm playing. But what that allowed me to do is I could then once I did that for each character, play through, look through the script, look for moments where this character could do this. And then and I then I looked at it as like a general commanding a bunch of different troops in battle, you know, doing all these different things for a big like multi fledged plan to to really mess with the enemy. And in this case, the enemy is the audience. <laughs> Sorry, audience, the reference. <laughs> but it's like you're the enemy. Yeah. Like like I'm I'm there to to catch them completely off guard in every situation and and to keep them guessing. Now, I mean that's probably just an over over exaggeration of of whatever I made, but well, you know, it's that's the way I thought of it. And it's I think that's the way the style of, uh, I plan to go in terms of of that. But um, that's that that was a long-winded that was a long-winded like version of uh, how i'm trying to evolve 
uh, in terms of being more decisive. But uh, uh, I'll go to the next question. Uh, what's actually what, what questions do you have for me? Do you have any questions for me? That's always an interesting question. <laughs> um, I guess I, I remember you'd mentioned in the past you were most drawn to writing comedies or at least like working with comedies. Why do you feel that way? Mm. I don't know. Uh, that's a good question, by the way. Uh, so I've found that like my comedy sketches or they started comedy sketches. Now they're comedy films, or short films. I'm calling them. Um, I started doing them during COVID, but I, I writing comedy for me comes natural um, or it's something like I can do it through naps. Like literally I can I can come up with funny shit during power naps and I can I can write the ideas through memory. And that's how I do my short projects. Now, I don't spend any writing time like legit writing time where I'm like wasting time looking at a blank screen. Mm -hmm writing short projects i do that entirely through my head now um because it's it's such a small and manageable thing that i can do that and without burning myself out now I, i've not I, I thought it'd be interesting if i could do that for a feature film but i don't know if like maybe one day um but like I, I i find that i i it's a challenge it's an interesting challenge because you have to if you know even christopher nolan mentioned which is odd that he, he would never do a comedy, which is odd because he's Christopher Nolan. Like, why wouldn't he do it? He says they're they're too hard or they're he thinks that it's like it's really impressive when they're done well. But it's you're taking a huge risk. You're taking a huge gamble. If the it doesn't land. You, yeah. You're you're screwed. Yeah. Now, if he's making a film and a joke's not landing, it's a drama. Just yeah. cut the joke out. Yeah. If you're doing a comedy, you can't. You, you get you can cut out the you can't cut out the entire story because that's the joke, and I just find that exciting, I guess. And but you know what? And when it's done well, I, I you know what? No, I know what it is. I like I I like doing it because that's what it feels like people need right now. You know, they need they need to laugh. You know, people a lot of times like especially on social media, the stuff that does well really well is comedy because and i don't know why I, I that's what i look for when i go on the internet like i literally i i will go on the internet um before my writing sessions like i'll take a power nap before i write before that power nap i go I spend like 30 minutes to an hour uh on going down rabbit holes on the internet just watching funny shit because that gives me my ideas for later for my writing Right before power nap, then that power nap, you know, consolidates my brain, you know, rewires it, gets it, gets it, you know, because because it's like you're doing damage to your brain in a way, your attention span when you're when you're looking at all that funny shit on the internet and you're allowing it go, to go wherever wherever it pleases, you know, and then then you go and write something, like like then you go and nap. It's like you're it's 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 undoing the damage, but in that damage is the inspiration the ideas just sitting there dormant waiting to be used you know it, it, but it then you go right to writing after that nap it's like those ideas are there that inspiration's there that that joy you felt from laughing at stuff on the internet is there and i feel like that's what i'm doing for other people is i'm putting those seeds there like i'm giving them something to laugh about and that'll give them something some inspiration in life I think I think that's that's a truth about it. 
but I also like drama. Like, I, like you saw Rusty Spade. <laughs> that was not a comedy. <laughs> like, 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 uh, like, uh, uh, in the, the World War II film I'm doing is not, it's a, it's a drama. I, I, I'm, I've tried to incorporate some com comedic elements to it, but it's, it's mostly drama, but, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 just, I, I don't know if I lend myself all entirely to comedy, but lately I'm just doing a lot of them. So I don't know. That was a good question. Uh, I don't know if Michael had a question. <laughs> Um, yeah, how, how, uh, do you, do you take a different approach when you're going to then write something like a draw heavy drama world war two film or like are you still using the nap I method or i still i still use the nap i still use the same that same method for writing comedy as i do drama but the thing is those ideas those seeds become not comedic jokes they become um twists for mm, drama dramatic beats they they yeah. they lead me they give me the the it's like it's like taking it's like eating it's like fueling getting fuel for it's like it's like fueling up for a drive you know mm -hmm. writing is a drive and it's, it takes a lot of energy and it's like yeah to come up with those twists you need that 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 energy and sometimes i don't know i don't know what it is but it's like going on the internet just right before that power nap, right before writing, it helps you have a lot of ideas. So, like, I maybe that's the thing. Like, like there's there's so many little things about writing that I learned over the years that get got me to having consistent like, uh, re, you know, consistent results. Um, I'm actually literally putting out a podcast this week about it, that I've been working on for the last eight months. Is basically everything I know about filmmaking and writing and everything, creativity. Like it's all, it's all, it's seven hours. Like I, I just outlined it and I finally finished it. I'm like, but it's one of those things. Like I've been dragging my feet on posting it because I'm just trying to perfect it at all. Like I'm just like I'm still editing it. I'm like, I don't want to get the color grading wrong on a film on a class like a podcast about filmmaking. <laughs> I don't want to get. I don't want to like. I had the light levels. I'm like, it's too dark. I need to go back and re-export all seven hours of it i'm just like i'm like obsessing over it but i know once i put it out there it's gonna be like the interview i had with a world war ii couple where i obsessed over it so much and i was like this is too important to me and i finally put it out and i'm like it was worth it because it was it was good and uh but yeah no uh it's it's the same it's the yeah. same it's it's just about having the energy i think from from the ideas and 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 sometimes just laughing gives you energy um i don't know yeah, I admire the ability to switch, kind of switch gears and genres. I'm, yeah. I think I'm probably on the Nolan wave of uh, I I would never do a comedy. I just can't. I can't do it. Like, is it I, hard doing punchlines and and or jokes and things? Here, here. I feel like I can do them in real life, but yeah. it's usually like one. In it's like inside jokes, yeah. and so that's why it's funny. It's only funny to a specific group of people, and then like two. I don't know. I I'm already afraid people aren't gonna like my work. Like if I if I have to consistently land jokes, like I don't want to be the guy like telling the joke that nobody laughs at in the room for it's, two it, hours it, it sucks <laughs> like, it really sucks like doing doing it for a sh not let alone not two, hours. two hours yeah doing it for a short film where it just wasn't work but it wasn't the script it didn't i didn't like like the we felt like everybody even filmmakers i sent it to i'm like they're like no, it's the script it's not not the script that's like people who read the script like they, they laughed and i'm like mm -hmm. what the fuck's wrong I don't know. Like it, it was the performances. We played it like a drama. We had all these backstories and whatnot that we used. It was, 
and and it basically just didn't because we had all these ridiculous complex backstories it didn't land and because we were trying to play these backstories and we weren't playing the scene but uh it was it was weird it's it's and i'm like oh god i don't want to feel that again but i might one day um but uh hopefully not too soon but yeah um, yeah so like uh this is a this is a heavy question um what's the hardest thing you've ever done or the thing you're most proud of Ooh, heavy difficult. question yeah oh um uh, you can go first you? Uh, you, can, you can take oh. i mean if you want me to answer so just to like no 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 yeah. um the hardest thing i've ever done i don't know i think i'm very fortunate i think a lot of my decisions are only made difficult because of like me or how i mm-hmm. view them um and it could even be yeah. a project that you did that it was way harder than you thought it would be hmm. but you're really proud of the the work that you put into it yeah i mean i i guess one instance i'm proud of overcoming and i had sort of alluded to this earlier um there was like a a scene in one film that i was working on where my character is sort of backed into a corner physically and emotionally um and she like lets out a scream and I feel like I'm a pretty quiet person mm-hmm. overarchingly. So to be in a room of, well, yeah, the entire crew is all men. So a lot of times I find myself like intimidated on film sets with that. Um, I don't know, just allowing myself to be completely vulnerable in front of all these men. I have, I don't know anything about them. And they mm-hmm. were all lovely to work with, but I, I just didn't know them. Yeah. Um, but to allow myself to become vulnerable like that was very uncomfortable but um the first weekend we were shooting um we didn't really get to that scene because there was i I think a hurricane or some reason we had to leave location so we had to reschedule it um but i came back the next couple of shoot days just ready to get it done with yeah I i was very proud of overcoming that um at the end of the day i think i had to tell myself if I don't want to embarrass myself, I have to do a good job. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And it's funny because I didn't want to do a good job at screaming convincingly because I didn't want to embarrass myself. But that was actually counterintuitive in the end. And I think that's really applicable to all acting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel bad. I feel like most of <laughs> my anecdotes today are in relation to acting or producing or no, film no, and not fine. as like interpersonal. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Did mm-hmm. I buy you enough time to think about what to say? Yeah. Well, if you put the mic at your your mouth, just uh, you can t- you can tilt it down. Oh, uh, I think you, you might. Like this? There you go. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, there's there's two knobs, I think. Uh, right. But yeah, there you go. Cool. <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah, there you go. I'll just make sure it's like pointed at like pointed at your mouth. There yeah. You go. Perfect. Anyway. Sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, <laughs> no, dude, no, no. When, when Mike came whole... on the podcast, I was just constantly fixing it for him. <laughs> oh yeah. That whole He's like taller was, too. Uh... Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, uh, just sorry, I don't mean to like he's like he's like still talking, like I'm like I'm like moving the mic in front of him. <laughs> oh that whole answer was absolutely useless. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, won't be uh, I wasn't myself. good. No, I, it was usable. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I maybe like artistically probably like my thesis film at temple like that was just it was a rough experience from beginning to end the war film 
Yeah. Well, it's not. So it's like a post-apocalyptic war film. There's not really too much war scenes in it, but um, it it, it involves like, uh, I guess freedom fighters or like like yeah, yeah. rebels like hiding out from like a totalitarian like government regime regime, and. Uh, I thought the script was pretty good. I still think the script is pretty good. Did you write it? I did write it. Okay. Um, but the the uh, the amount of like money we had, and then like the people on the set, um, and like the politics of the professors, and it just in the class, it just uh, it, it's not something I'm like particularly proud of. Um, it was just a what, very what was hard the politics of the experience. professors? Just like they want you to do everything a certain way. Um, and so you don't really have the creative freedom that I, you know, went to film school to have where I could like mess like, up. Like what, what things did they want you to do a certain way? Um, Sorry, I don't mean to be specific. But no, 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 of course. Um, well, like for one, they, I mean, the biggest one was like they had, they, they like didn't want us to shoot it on film which was a huge thing um that like created a whole a whole thing and then we did anyways we shot most we shot some stuff digitally we shot night scenes on the uh the amira um mm -hmm. but we mostly shot it on film uh and then like just in the in the edit room like it was every suggestion they had to like to make make the film stronger seemed like complete opposite of like the 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 pacing and like everything i was going for with the movie um and they didn't really like they they didn't really care like about the vision of the the director or like the writer essentially too um it was more like what they thought would make a better movie not like ways to fix like any problems there are i didn't even know that film schools were this bad <laughs> i have a new reason to fucking hate film schools. no i'm um, i'm I, i'm glad i dropped out of college and i'm glad i never had the grades to go to an actual film school. i wanted to go to temple university for film that's where i went yeah and i you know i was everybody told me that that was a good idea but then i didn't have the grades because i spent all my time in high school yeah. <laughs> making films and video production yeah. class <laughs> and I, my grades went to shit um, and, uh, you know what, it's like in retrospect, that was probably the best thing for me because I had to learn on my own. And now eventually I needed to find film.org so that I could find the people. And I didn't know that film.org yeah. existed for a while. Mm -hmm. And then my friend was like, oh, you can find us. I was asking him if he knew any, how to find cinematographers. And he's like, oh, you just go on this place. Yeah. I'm like, what? So like, there's a website yeah. where you can go for finding people in Philly to make films i didn't know yeah. like dude it changed so, my fucking world dude yeah, yeah. it's always so funny when you learn more about like different resources for filmmaking yeah. i remember when i heard about um the blacklist i was like why like i'm not a writer but like that's crazy and then i was looking like what different projects got like picked up on there and were originally posted there and i'm like that's that's like nuts that that's like mm -hmm. so accessible to like the average person obviously you have to be like talented to mm -hmm. really have your project picked up but it's really interesting that the general public can just submit to that so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no it's yeah film schools it it has its pros and cons that's that was that that uh, and i mean i took from that experience you know i i need to work with people 
I like and have people that are giving me uh, like good advice in my corner as opposed to people who just like have a job to do, I suppose. You know, um, that's just, it's just, I mean, sorry, I don't mean to stop, but it, like, it, it pisses me off because that was the problem I had with a, a cinematographer I worked with who he felt like very, like, he, he just felt very like college you know, mm-hmm. like he just, and I, and he went through college and, and a lot of his anecdotes about narrative filmmaking were from college. And I was, and he told me how to do everything. And that, and he said that that's how it was in college and i was like you know i just took it as i didn't t- i took it for granted like i just was mm-hmm. like okay but you know what it's like i'm a believer that the filmmaker should be doing the films that they want to make mm-hmm. um and you know what it's like i'm you know the re here's the reason why it's not that they're going to be right in the beginning they might be dreadfully wrong and make really shitty films, but you know what? Eventually they're going to get really tired of making films the way that they think that their, you know, artsy self needs to make them that is boring and they're not going to be making any money from it. And so they're going to make the conscious, the conscious decision on how to make films the way they want to, that are going to make money that are going to be entertaining for people or, or compelling for people if they want to survive as a filmmaker. And so they choose how they do that and they're not going to get that choice and they're not going to know how to make films that are unique to them if they don't make the films unique to them. And I'm, I'm never interested in movies. Well, that's not true. I'm really not very interested in movies or particularly interested in movies made by committee or made by a bunch of people where it's obvious where like studio executives were like, this doesn't work. This works. I am I am super interested, especially since I watch a lot of movies on Criterion Channel. Like I am mm-hmm. super interested in movies where it was a director or a writer director or somebody who had a vision, and then if anybody said you have to do it this way, they flipped them the bird. You know, no, this is how I'm going to make my movie. Mm-hmm. Now I I thrive on feedback. I get feedback from people and then I get that feedback and I pitch it to other people for feedback on that feedback. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a mechanism I have where I'm like, you know, if I like this person's feedback, I, I test it on my other friends who I trust and they'll be like, no, I don't like that. And I'm like, oh shit, that's a good, idea. that's a, you know what? That, that is freeing for me to know because it's like, I didn't like it at, uh, entirely, but I was, I felt like I had to listen to it. But, you know, and then over time I'm like, now, I, because I do that a lot, I'm like, no, I'm hearing this feedback. I guarantee somebody else is going to agree with me and say that this is wrong. And so or you just come to the conclusion on your own and you you, you listen to feedback to get ideas that you didn't, you know, they weren't obvious to you. Um, and there's a lot of situations where that happens. And but then the, at the end of the day, it's you got to make a choice for yourself. And I think that that is. It's just fucking atrocious that that that's that's what that's what people are so not only are are filmmakers today paying thousands of dollars to go to film school to be you know to not be making films a lot of people go to film school and aren't making films it's makes no sense because you don't learn how to make films unless you make films and you can make films without going to film school yeah you probably have more time to do it then yeah (laughs) um if you just spend all that time, you go to film school, like working or something, you know, to like yeah. make the money to make the film, 
You know, that's I mean, Werner Herzog learned how to make films completely himself in a country like like or, or back, you know, I think in a you know, and he and he didn't really have much resources for it in his country. I think uh, I, th- I could be wrong about whether he made films at his country in his country and then came here. I forget. No, I, 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 I'm actually sure. I don't want to be wrong about that, but, um, yeah, like it's, it's, but he, he, he came from like a, a I think someplace in, it was Austria. I could be wrong. Um, and he was, he just kind of, and it was like, it was like during war he grew up and it was in some like little remote, uh, was it a village or town or some place. Mm-hmm. And, and they were trying to stay away from the war. And, and it was like, it's just, it was, I think that was what I, 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 I it's been a while since I heard his story, so I could be butchering this to, to hell. But, you know, he one day went and saw a movie in a movie theater and, you know, he kind of instinctively understood it. And you don't need to, like, go to like, like you can under, you can understand movies better by watching them, I think, you know, I don't know. I just I, it's like I feel like <laughs> I just feel like film schools are you know, I mean, if if they're make if you're if if they're they're giving you the mechanism to make films, great. Yeah. But if you're not making films, it's a scam. It really is. It's a scam. It's it's period. It's a scam. But uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm getting you attached to this this soundbite of me talking shit about film schools. <laughs> That's okay. But uh, yeah. Uh, apologize for you getting involved in my my uh my university politics, but uh. <laughs> so That's quite all right. Uh, I was uh. What's, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know, this, this is very similar to the other previous question I had, um, your most meaningful failure. I mean, if it's too similar, we can go to another question. <laughs> That's probably it. My, my thesis film. Okay. We'll, we'll yeah. stick with that then. <laughs> um, cause that is a pretty similar question. Well, do you have any principles in life and art? Hmm. I mean, I can give you some examples of what they are for me. Cause that's a hard question for a lot of people. Oh yeah, of course. I don't know. I, whenever I say the first thing on my mind, I'm like, oh man, I should have said something else. But I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's what your intuition no, think, is saying. It's yeah. probably more genuine. Um, I feel like I'm pointing to a lot of cliches here, but I think it's really just appreciate like the moment you're currently in. Mm. And that's so much easier said than done. But um. I mean, without that, you will wake up at 60 and yeah, you might be in a point in your life that you're really happy with, but you'll realize you didn't enjoy everything in between. And I think there's a lot to learn from every moment. Um, I don't know. And just really appreciate everyone you're with, or at least try to, if they're insufferable. Sometimes that's <laughs> just the cards you're dumb. But <laughs> I, do, I don't do know. I'm a, I'm a bit of an optimist and I like to think there's generally good in most yeah. people, but. I don't know. Always try to bring that out in people, and yeah, just just and appreciate and really try to revel in like every little moment that you can. Because I don't know, maybe I'm too sentimental, but someday you may wake up and regret not doing that because you might not have that opportunity anymore. Yeah, I've I've heard that where it's like the 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 B J Novak, he was uh the temp in the office, the show The Office. Yeah. The guy, yeah, he, uh, what was what is his name? Uh, I don't remember his character's I, name, but, but Michael Scott, like, 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 he was his favorite, remember, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he mentioned like how he was so caught up in the moment of that whole that whole show happening that he felt like he he wished he like took a moment to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I've I've never really felt I've never really known what that meant, but I re- but I'm realizing like 
what if as like as I could become as as like where I am now with making my films, it's like I should really enjoy this. You know, I, I you know if I'm not, I I try to like I try to acknowledge the situations I'm in and enjoy it now um, because it's like you never know. Like that could be the the prime. You know, what was the whole yeah. saying? It's like. You know, sometimes well, Andy Andy Bernard, another office reference, but it's like Andy Bernard's like, you don't know the good times until you until they're gone. Yeah, you don't realize the good yeah. times you're in the good times until and they're it, over. Yeah. It's especially difficult with filmmaking, I think, because you know sets are always very like fast paced. And... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've definitely been on sets where I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait till this is done. Like I'm having a great time, but I'm exhausted, and then I'm like. You know, everyone on this set is so wonderful. Actually, I don't want this to end. Exactly. I might be tired, but I just got to get over it. I can sleep when yeah. I'm dead. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think like for me, the biggest one is just to like, I don't know, this is cliche, like be yourself and like don't be afraid to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think uh, I think for a while I was like, like I, we kind of mentioned or maybe touched on this already but like i was almost not afraid uh, yeah but also a little afraid to like put all of my all of my person into like the stuff i wrote and the stuff and or like what i allowed other people to see like of me just in general um like experiences talking to people uh and you know i that's not good. Like, I think I think you're only going to be happy when you're not like wearing a mask, you know, mm -hmm. and like trying to hide yourself. It's honesty. It's yeah. I mean, honesty, my minor honesty, accountability, communication. Um, It's and, and, and I mean, I'm doing your best. Um, But like honesty is a big one for me, probably the biggest, because it's like, yeah, you, you know, you get you, if you don't. If you don't be honest with people, honesty and truth is a chance to, you know, solve problems. Hmm. When you talk to people, that's a chance to solve problems. Now, if you're lying to people, or you're telling people, if you're not telling the truth or being honest with people, it's like you're you're now not allowing other people to help you with your problems because you're lying to them. They're not able to help you with it. Not only that, if you lie to yourself, you can't fix your own problems. And they get worse. Um, so, so you can't help get you can't fix your own problems because you're lying to yourself or you're lying to others. So they can't help you fix your problems. And a lot of times, there's problems where you can't fix it on your own. You need help from other people. And if you're not honest, it's not going to happen. Um, but I, I'm all, lately, I'm like in so many situations where I'm like, should I tell this person this? And often, it's been the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Should I tell this person this thing? If I feel if I have my if I'm I'm not ask if I'm asking myself that, you know, there's always a risk involved. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I have to. Yeah. I have to talk to them about this. Um like like there's situations where my friend was like, you know, <laughs> house house sitting or something, and it's, it's like, let's let's film at this place. I'm like, did you ask the owner? And, and they're like, no, no. I'm like we should probably do that. Like, yeah. like, no, like I'm not, I don't want to have them find the video and be like, I want to sue them. Yeah. <laughs> like for That'd us. Feeling, a little rough. I, yeah. It's not worth it. Uh, you know, so I'm like, you know, little dumb things. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I also like, 
my friend and I'll, I'll i'll wrap i'll put a bow on my answer but like like i was i'm shooting i'm i'm cinematographer on this film in new jersey um the bar thing that uh i posted recently and we're, we're there's a scene with a gun that we they didn't have the gun the day of and i was like why should you tell me like i, I could have brought the one i have this fake this you know like a fake 1911 and and uh and I was like, hold on. I think I heard from my my gun nut friend who's like, he's like, oh, you, New Jersey fucking sucks with gun laws. I'm like, okay. So I reached out to him. I'm like, hey, uh, I was planning to help out in this film I'm doing like by bringing a gun. Like the, we, we reached out to the, co- the, the the police, law enforcement. They were saying we have to get like a permit or something, even for a fake gun. And we have to go to a city council meeting for it. And it's like, they're not going to be having a meeting until after the filming. I was just thinking about bringing wine um, and just trying to be hush hush about it and conceal it. Would that be a bad idea? And he said he called me up immediately and was like, dude, don't because if you guys get caught with that gun in New Jersey, even if it's a fake, you, the actor holding it and the producer who supplied it both get jail time for a year. I was like, okay. (laughs) okay all right well i'm glad i asked you that yeah yeah and then i i immediately texted the 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 crew i'm like we're not shooting the gun scene in new jersey anymore guys we're shooting in pa i'm going to find the location here's why we we get caught with that gun actor goes to jail for a year producer who supplied gun goes to jail in a year and others probably not doing that not neither the knife part like there's no there's a knife no, none of it. We're going to if we have to green screen the gun into that bar in New Jersey, we will. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I did an animation with Lego people storming Area 51. I can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> that's another thing. But uh, yeah, no, it's like, oh, my God. If I hadn't been honest with, and like, you know, just asked my friend, like I, 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 you know, it's like. You can end up in those situations. I, I could have been going going to jail for a fucking year for something stupid like that for a film I'm yeah. volunteering on and and it really isn't that it, it's it's important to me to I I'm glad to be working on it but it's not that important to me yeah not even if it was my film I wouldn't do that I wouldn't want to risk that and it's like yeah I mean I wouldn't risk that period for any project so it's like yeah no lately I'm like I'm just having better luck because I'm being more upfront about things and just telling people stuff like hey look this is this is the case like i wanted to act in my start acting my projects again i, I had to tell some actors like look uh, i know I, we promised you to i feel like i'm i'm baking cakes and i'm not cook, I'm, I'm baking more cakes and baking more cakes and i'm not eating them and i'm just having everybody else be, eat my cakes by by not me not acting in them but i thought that all of my favorite directors you know they they don't act in them they they they, they direct them and, the, and that makes them the films better I don't know if I entirely believe that 100% anymore. Like, cause I feel like, you know, even if, if like they would be technically better, like we would, I would be able to, uh, you know, adjust things more by watching the, the film. I can always have talented people watch for me certain things. There's little deep technical details. I want to fucking have fun, you know? I'm like, you know, if if I'd rather just if 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 I'm if I'm not gonna be the 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 filmmaker the caliber filmmaker I want to, because I'm acting, fine, you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get as close as I can while acting. That's why I, that's why I decided. Yeah. Plus, I feel like I just like I know how to play my characters the way yeah. I want, and I know how to put the work in and and do it to to like the preparation. So, but that's that's just yeah. 
Yeah, yeah but to like tie back into your original point of like authenticity um, in a similar vein, I remember once hearing a quote that was sort of, was not really a quote, I guess maybe a saying, but just along the lines of, um, I don't know, like only you can be you, which mm-hmm. we keep mentioning many cliches, <sighs> but at the end of the day, cliches like actors, <laughs> directors, writers, like all filmmakers are kind of a dime a dozen, which is unfortunate to say, but um, no one can be you. So if you bring any sense of authenticity to your project, I think that speaks that that's not you can't replicate that um, any other way if it's if it's sincere, mm-hmm. really. So, I mean, there are obviously all art is subjective, but um, there are many other ways it could be played or done or written. Um, but, yeah, I think if you are just being authentic to you in one way or another, that's yeah irreplaceable. So I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, honesty's I mean the that's best policy. Yeah, honesty best policy. <laughs> <laughs> Clichés. <laughs> uh I wanted to ask uh, now we're at 47 minutes. Um it's it's 5:51. Um I mean how much more time do we have? Probably not much at all. Okay. Actually. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, so I did want to ask um I'll ask probably two more questions, two more big questions. Uh I don't know how long it'll take, but we'll we'll try to keep it like quick. Sure. The last one is is pretty quick um what makes what makes for a great film or script that's a very encompassing question is it a quick question i feel like that's <laughs> a pretty encompassing question, question i'm i mentioned this earlier so i'm a very simple woman i love seeing fun interesting well thought out costumes i love a solid score i don't know why i'm like a sucker for like any like passionate running scene but that's like hyper specific <laughs> um no, we're, I think we're anything do a film that's, with you doing a, a passionate running scene. I hope so. That's that's my dream. I'll get very winded. Well, I'll get to quick. test yeah. the, the gimbal finally. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. True, yeah. You want to do that? But I, yeah, I, I love films that I I would define as intimate without like very much intimacy, like directly involved. I love Phantom Thread because it feels like a very sensual movie, but there's like no sex in it. Um, and I think that speaks volumes on like PTA's writing and um, the acting and like various performances brought about from that film. So I, I love films that don't have to very directly show you something for you to feel that like sensual or like intimate um, connection. So, yeah, I meant yeah. to bring that up because I, I saw that in the the uh, the what was it the, uh, the the fundraiser that was one of the inspirations. I forgot to bring yeah. that up. Phantom Thread, because I I saw that one in theaters and I I really enjoyed that film. So Apparently, good. Paul Thomas Anderson was cinematographer on that yeah. as well. Um, I we was the way the way they explained it though was he had like a crew of people working as cinematographer. Yeah, and he yeah was, he has a gaffer and a like G and E team that were the. Um, well, it, he, no, it, he it, told them where that he wanted the camera and what it should look like, and then they made it happen. I guess oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I think the gaffer was basically the actual director of photography. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's great, great movie and it yeah. looks great. So whatever formula they came up with, it, it, it worked. But yeah, I guess my, I think that what makes a great film is it, it or script. Like the, the filmmakers have to have something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's like the most important thing because i feel like you when you watch a bad movie 
it's not always technically bad, right? Like a lot of the times the acting can be good. Like the cinematography might be pretty, but like if, if it feels empty, like it's just not like sometimes things just feel off and you, you almost can't put your finger on what it is. But like, I, I think for me, a lot of the times I've realized it's because I feel like they don't know what they're trying to say with the movie and they, or, or they just don't have anything to say. Um, that that actually means anything like i guess yeah i don't know i don't know i, I i'm i'm struggling to think of like an example like a specific movie or from I'm up like, on poppy hill <laughs> i'm only plugging it because it's my favorite That's movie a, wait, what was the movie <laughs> from up on poppy hill it's a goro miyazaki a, movie oh, okay film yeah I gotta look, it's, I'll it's, look it just up. has a lot of heart and yeah many wonderful and... meanings and also a running scene and phenomenal score <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna i'm no i'm taking you up on that by the way i'm gonna be i'm gonna write something funny with a that involves a running scene yeah <laughs> has to be passionate yeah passionate running scene that'd be funny yeah we'll figure something out i'll wait for it well, well, well it, no it'll be soon it'll, it'll probably be soon who knows, I don't know. knows. tomorrow knows. you're like hey lisa hey lisa new- lisa you and my friend madison we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna film this uh <laughs> some like like comedy thing about something involving running i don't know what tomorrow. it's gonna be it's gonna be funny <laughs> yeah, and tomorrow. your book tomorrow so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean yeah it's uh i guess i mean from my 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 quick answer for what makes her a great film or script um the right limitations and what i mean by that is like i mean i mean that in like a kubrick sense of like of like the rules you know like a like strategically like the rules the big broad strokes rules that you use to de- define how you either go about making the pro like project what, what like the rules you have for your process the guidelines for your process, mm-hmm. the the guidelines about how you go about making it, you know, or or the guidelines you create for that film, um, it, it you know because here here's the thing, art I've learned, the better I've gotten at it is it's about choosing limitations or limitations being chosen for you or 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 not choosing limitations, but you you don't think that they're they're being chosen for you by not choosing them. They kind of and, and whatever you do to make it, if it's a good piece of art, I guarantee you somewhere along the line, something limited you. Mm-hmm. You were limited by something. If somebody said, you know, here's the best way to have a writer who has no ideas write something. I'll tell them what to write. I'll tell them a story. And I'm like, write that. I, I did that. And then the next morning, this person who's like, oh, I don't have any ideas. They get me a script finished. I'm like, Really? You get it done that quickly because I gave them a limitation and they were like eager to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> and it's like, like it, it that's what it, that's what you need sometimes is like you it, when you have the limitations to work within. Now, in order to do it at the level of like Kubrick or Quentin Tarantino or 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 Christopher Nolan or like any great filmmaker, they all choose what those limitations are. You know, the limitation could be like a like a, a formula or storytelling, you know, system. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and that, if that's not the right system, it'll seem formulaic or it won't seem right or it'll seem very hollow, you know. But great filmmakers like the Coen brothers or any, any great filmmakers I've mentioned, they seem to create their own structures and they find it in like 
or like they find it instinct instinctually, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's like even great musicians like like Pink Floyd, who, you know, my friend, I had a friend who who said like they had no structure or anything like like he was using them as an example of like, well, you don't need structure for movies. No, you do. And Pink Floyd did Pink Floyd, like you, one of my favorite albums by them, Dark Side of the Moon. There's structure everywhere in that. Every track is a different like like theme. Mm -hmm. structures can be or limitations can be themes you know it's something that you use to limit the ideas because if you don't have a limit you have infinity you know and a lot of times what people find so compelling about movies is how the filmmakers worked with those limitations that's what defines your work that's what defines your style I heard a filmmaker once, and I'll, I'll wrap up my answer with it, with this. I had heard, heard a filmmaker, I think, talking about like Mad Max, making how they made Mad Max, mm -hmm. and I think that was it. And he was talking about how people define the style of it, and this, it might have been him, it might have been some other director about talking about a different movie. I could be wrong, but they were talking about how people define the style of those movies. He said that style wasn't a choice; that was a limitation imposed on us because of our budget. We had to do it that way. But because they did it that way, it became the style of, of how they, mm -hmm. you know, how people remembered it and what they loved about it. And that's why I think, and uh, this is where I tie the beginning of our talk about $40 million <laughs> movies. That's why I think there is such value in doing really low budget movies because that's a limitation. That's the ultimate limitation. Having to make movies for a few thousand dollars over and not, you know, when you have millions of dollars to make a movie, you have millions of options, but when you have a few thousand dollars, you have less options to work with. Mm -hmm. And that's that's actually a blessing in disguise, having less options to work with. Oh my God, yeah. I, you're telling me that I only I, that these are the cameras I got to work with, or like the cam mm -hmm. the best camera I can get is the what I have to work with. Perfect. This you're telling me that these are the actors I have to choose from. Perfect. I'll have to make it work. You know, it's like it's like make it work. You know that because how people feel about your work is is what you made like like what you made of the limitations you had now if you become more successful if you don't oh, this is where people get tripped up by success they don't start choosing limitations they they used to be existing in a plane where they had the limitations chosen for them they had deadlines imposed on them like if i was in video production i had deadlines to finish projects once I was out of high school, I, w I stopped making stuff because I didn't have those limitations, those deadlines. I had to learn how to create them for myself. Once you learn how to create those deadlines or those limitations for yourself, then you start like then you start getting shit done and you start getting better at it and you start making better work. I think that's my answer. That's like and that's a really broad strokes answer because it can yeah. apply. To, it's literally Anything. it's choose your own color, which is a uh, which is a choose your color. It was a, a Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon yeah. song, oh. <laughs> but it's like a. Uh, you know, literally you choose your own limitations uh, and and or life chooses them for you. And but that's that's how you make great art, I think. I could be wrong, but it's like that seems like more and more. I mean, like life is life is a finite thing mm -hmm. and we have we're going to die one day. It's like that that's a limitation. And that if if, you know, it might you know, I've heard an argument that like and I, I don't know if I, I, I might believe in this because we're going to die one day. That's why we do things like create art or we do meaningful stuff it's because we know like we're going to we're not going to exist here for very long. That might be the motivation that we need in life to do things. I could be wrong.
Um, I mean, I think actually there's probably you just, if without death, most people might just be lazy and do nothing. But so there, but some people who know how to choose those limitations and create that need to do stuff will do it. Yeah, and drive themselves. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, no one knows. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, truly, <laughs> one day when when they like one when they like know. stop people from dying, yeah, then it's like then then we're gonna be like, no, we need to kill people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need to actually kill people. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> artificial death. <laughs> yeah, they'll start like giving us stopwatches. Like this is <laughs> this is when you're done. <laughs> I feel like that's a movie. <laughs> like like people are like people stop like like that's a sci-fi film. Like the, yeah. I don't know if they've made something like that where. Where it's like, like, well, you know, people people stop dying because of health. It's like, but then they're like, oh wait, that's what we needed to like motivate people to do shit. So they like oh. start. It, so they so that wasn't there was a movie Time with like what's his name Justin Timberlake or something? Was it Justin? I don't think I've seen that. I don't know what that. Well, one it was is. like it was where he had in Time or something. He had like like the the time stamped on yeah. and and they would they would it was the 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 uh, the, the the money that uh, that was their the their their. Uh, their their money oh. the time and then the the poor died early and then the rich would live like forever forever yeah something like that i guess that is how it works in real life <laughs> pretty much yes yeah. uh so uh last questions what matters most to you that's a deep question it's just being happy yeah, being happy <laughs> being happy. making other people happy what Easy makes enough. what makes you happy <laughs> um just being happy I don't think there's a formula for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just doing what you feel makes you happy. What about Mike? Uh, I think uh, most important to me. That's a pretty broad. I guess it's actually not that broad. It's it's very specific. See, we need limitations. <laughs> we need limita- questions or limitations. <laughs> um, I like to think that doing the right thing is pretty important to me yeah to quote like you know name drop a spike lee movie ah uh, yeah i knew it, knew it, knew it. <laughs> no i but but i i mean i think a lot of my a lot of my favorite films to obviously reference movies like 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 are about doing the right thing um and you know it's it's not always easy and it's not always it's not always obvious but um like just you know doing your best to to make decisions and and stand up for what you believe in and you know even with if that means like sometimes confronting people who you don't agree with mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> well spoken yeah. probably not <laughs> but uh, that's all right uh I, I don't know if you had time for like really deep rapid fire questions there's just three of them um uh we can if you want to wrap it up we kind of i think i think we I think might we have we'll, to we'll, i'm sorry so, <laughs> no worries no worries uh Although i do we, we like, did go i mean we, <laughs> we we <laughs> went yeah we went pretty long so uh <laughs> what is how can people follow or reach you um instagram instagram lisa sweeney it's really lisa, lisa but it's easier to remember oh, how to spell lisa. it no no my uh, name is lisa but okay. it's spelled like lisa i guess okay <laughs> Um, you can find me as well on uh, Instagram at Michael F two 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 five three twos in there. <laughs> so it looks name. like Mika Elf. I'll, I'll, I'll also link you guys yeah. in the, the um, or or on Vimeo. I guess Ooh, same Vimeo. same username. I'm 
I don't know, for a second, I don't know why my brain was processing Venmo. Venmo. <laughs> well, yeah, you can uh, Venmo. Also on Venmo. Venmo. Um, Lisa Dash Sweeney. So anything, anything's appreciated. Anything's under six hundred dollars is tax free. So that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm learning that lately. Like, like if you, if the uh, was it subcontractors, if it's yeah. more than six hundred dollars, you yeah. gotta yeah, they you gotta to get ten ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I great. I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much, Tommy. This has yeah. been Anytime. wonderful. It's been wonderful. Likewise, good talking movies and life and everything. So, uh, Lisa Curran Curandung Sweeney. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I did pronounce that right. Yeah. I feel like I butchered it. Like Lisa Curandung Sweeney. Yeah, no, no, that's good. Lisa Curandung Sweeney. <laughs> and Michael Flynn. Yes. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Fist bump. Yes. <laughs> That's a wrap. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Ooh. Wrap. Take 17. <laughs> Tail <B>. slate. <laughs> Tail slate, yeah. <laughs> cool.